Hello and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. This is a podcast dedicated to real life stories told by ordinary people. And you know what they did? They discovered their passion and then they learned they could make a very good living, a great living actually, using the talents and skills that they came into this world with. I'm Patricia Noldrain. I'm your host for this podcast. So let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. This is the podcast where you get paid for being you. Our theme this month is, what should I be when I grow up? And you know what? I'll bet 90% of us have asked that sometime in our life. And today I'm interviewing Kim Parkinson. Now, Kim happens to be my podcast producer and director. She's fabulous at that job. And yes, you can get in touch with her. We'll tell you how at the end of the show. But I just can't wait to really delve into Kim and get to know her better. Maybe not on that business side, but on that personal side today. And so welcome, Kim, to the call. Thank you so much, Patricia. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, you know, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know that I'm very interested in people when they're little, because that truly is who we are. It's who we came in. And it's our gifts, our talents. It's who we are. And so, Kim, I, and I know this is a very difficult question for most people. So tell us about you. You know, what your personality was like when you were maybe a younger you, a little girl. Is that a tough question for you? It it was a tough question. You know, I, I obviously listened to a lot of your podcasts. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when I realized the other day, oh, this is a question she's going to ask me. I had to think about it. It was a little bit of a tough question to go back and think about. But I do think that the story that I came up with kind of embodies how I was as a little girl. Okay. I do have something. As a little girl, I grew up on a dead-end street, and it was just my brother and I for quite a bit of time, obviously with my parents. but And I was an avid reader, which is so good, so good for learning, right? I would sit in the hallway in my doorframe of the hallway and I would read by the bathroom light. So my parents owned a split level ranch and I had the very first bedroom closest to the bathroom, but across the hallway. So if you, if you know what a split level ranch Mm -hmm. looks like, then you know where I am and the bathroom light would be on. And I would sit in that door frame and I would face the living room. So not even towards the light face the living room and I would read. So if my parents got up, I'd run to bed real quickly. <laughs> but I just so loved reading. Even as a little girl, I had a time in my life where it was a little, maybe a little difficult. My parents were going through a divorce and I decided I was going to run away and I packed a suitcase and I got to the end of the dead end road. And at the end of the dead end road, there was another little girl that I used to play with. And she said, where are you going? And I said, I'm running away. My, my parents are you know, a mess and I'm running away. And she said, well, what do you got in the suitcase? Because I was really struggling with the suitcase. And inside the suitcase <laughs> was all books, <laughs> just completely full of books. I'm surprised that I got as far as I did down to the end of the end of the dead end street with them all. But I just loved reading. I love learning. And that's really, really where this whole passion has started for me is just learning. 
So that's, mm-hmm. well, you know, when you packed up your books and moved on down that road, how old were you? Oh my gosh, I probably, so my parents got divorced when I was between eight and nine. So probably about then, eight and nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's such a trauma for any child, you know, to have that happen. But that little girl and you, you know, just packed up and moved on down. And then how did you say, you know, just save yourself and move back home without them probably even knowing that you moved out? <laughs> that's so true, isn't it? They probably had no idea that I had moved out. Uh, I, I really want to say that I believe that it was it was that girlfriend that I met at the end of the street. She, you know, so she had a little bit of a tougher life. She only had a dad and she had two brothers and she was living with them. And she had, I think at the time we did go to her house and I thought, oh, I'm just going to live with her. So this is going to be great. <laughs> And until I realized that, you know, I mean, she was a little bit older. I want to say maybe she was a preteen at this time. And I can remember saying, looking and seeing she was making dinner and doing all this like household chores. And I was like, yeah, taking my books. I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) That's that is such a cute story. And, you know, I moved out at five and no, my parents were not getting a divorce. I have no idea why in the heck I did it. But I just remember my mom, I, I didn't know how to save face because I had to go back to school. It was lunchtime. And I, I couldn't. That's why I was asking you how, how you, that even happened for you, because everybody in my house knew I was moving and I, I had to get back because I had to go to school. So when I went into the house, I said, I'm sorry, but the all of the apartments are filled, so I'll just have to come back here. And my mother just said, okay, all right, we'll have fun at school. And, you know, she just went along with it. But isn't that funny how we just have this independence about us? Like, I'm not going, I don't have to live like this anymore. And that's who you were. You were an independent little girl. Oh, totally. Very independent. Still independent, really. It's always been very independent. So, I would think that that would be the one thing my mother would probably say about me is that I was headstrong. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, any you if you did that, you'd have to be a headstrong person for sure. And how about Kim? The first time you really thought about your future, I don't know how old you were, or maybe you don't either. But but maybe you even possibly said at that time, "What hey, what should I be when I grow up?" Oh, sure. So when I was a little girl, eight or so, uh, the very first thing I ever wanted to be was a veterinarian. I loved animals. Absolutely thought that was going to be the bee's knees for me, you know, be all end all until I realized that eventually sometimes they die on you. And I was like, Mm. "Mm, nope. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, I, I went to college for hospitality management. That's, that's actually where I started. Mm. And that has helped me so much in all the different career choices that I have made throughout my life. So I did hospitality management. I did work the night audit for a couple of different hotels, worked at different hotels with their catering area, did some weddings and things like that at one of them, and uh, just worked the desk, worked a little bit in the restaurants, never was a waitress though, funny enough. And I did that for a number of years, really wasn't all that satisfied with it, kind of hopped around, did some odd jobs, worked as a teller for a little bit. I, let's see, worked as administrative assistant. I worked in in retail. I worked at the grocery store. I worked at a number of different places, just trying to find my my passion, mm-hmm. right? My, my life, sure. where I wanted to go. 
in 2003 or so, that's the year my youngest son was born, I saw a scrapbook store and I immediately said, I can do that. So I went right up there to the owner and I started teaching crafts. That's that's where I started. I started teaching crafts at a local scrapbook store. And during this time, my husband was in a band that whole time when we had little ones. He was in this heavy metal rock and roll band and they would practice every day at our house or not every day, I should say. Really, it was once a week, <laughs> not every day. <laughs> he practices every day, but they they practice once a week. And we had we had all the software, all of the microphones, all the setup, all the get up and everything. So I was doing the thing that I loved to do at the time, which was teaching other people how to do crafts. And he was doing his thing at the time, which was, you know, doing the band and all of that. And then she closed, she closed her business. And I was kind of left like holding the bag, like, hmm, what am I going to do next? I ended up opening my own craft store for a number of years. So my husband and I went in together and we opened a craft store and that was open for five years. And I did love it, but I didn't love the inflexibility that it had. You know, when you have a retail store, you need to be open those hours that you say that you're going to be open. Mm -hmm. And I didn't love that part of it. I didn't really feel that that was as fulfilling. I closed the store in 2017 and kind of had to get another job, which, again, wasn't for me, but I did did do it. I did that for a number of years. And when the pandemic hit, I was like, this is it. I'm done. I cannot work that job any longer. And what am I going to do? My husband at the time had just stopped playing in his band and all this equipment was sitting there. And I was like, what can I do with that? And I said, I'm, I'm going to look at podcasting. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It's just, it's exactly what I wanted. It has the flexibility. I don't have to be working in the middle of the day. I can work at night. I can work whenever. And it gives me that ability to also have that hospitality with the people. So my hospitality pulls in, you know, I mean, you and I've worked together. I've been trying to, you know, guide people to the next step with either their downloads or their subscriber rates or which direction they need to go in. So I love that aspect of it. And so this entire podcast production has just really opened my eyes and I'm so happy. This sounds so sad, but I'm so happy that the pandemic allowed me to find mm -hmm. what I really wanted to do. And and it's happened for so many people like that, Kim. It's just the craziest thing because people just finally paid attention to themselves yes. for the first time. Yeah. And yes. and I myself included. But but one of the things I want everybody that's listening to really hear that Kim said. She said, I wanted to be a veterinarian until I found out, hey, they could die. I didn't want to do it after that. But then she went into hospitality management, working as a teller, working as an administrative assistant, working in grocery retail, and finally fell upon scrapbooking. I mean, this is so familiar, Kim, to all of the different careers that I have worked with people throughout the years, because then you found craft store. When you saw the scrapbook, you went, oh, that's what I love. Because what is at the heart of you, the core of you, is teaching. And yes. that's where podcasting is 
you took on that other side of it because you teach me every time I'm with you or even through emails. You'll, you'll have a very teachable email, even though I'm not a great student and I don't read some of them. <laughs> but I'm telling you, that's who you are. And I see that teaching ability. I also hear that very sweet voice. I mean, you have really one of the sweetest voices I've ever heard. Do you actually have your own podcast or are you going to have one? Very good question. Yes, actually, I don't have one yet, but I have already secured the name. It is going to be Keep Creating You, and it is going to be coming out within the next couple of weeks. So definitely, yes. I and thank you for that. You're the you're actually the second person to tell me I have a sweet voice today. Oh, that's That's a beautiful voice. (laughs) Yeah, it's like an angel's voice. And and the thing is that I found interesting, Kim, about what you said is the fact that you headed down this podcasting path, but yet you saw a different side of it than I could ever see because I could never do what you do. The technology of it and the editing and the putting the music in. I don't even know where you put the music in. And she found the music for me and everything. And it's because that was really fun now that because it met one other requirement that you didn't have in that last job. And that was called flexibility. And you have to have all of the ingredients or it doesn't work. Yes, yes, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. And I and I love that. I love the teaching of people mm-hmm. and I love the guiding and the coaching. You know, it's interesting this week I've been doing a virtual retreat and they've been talking a lot about coaching. And I said, well, I'm not really a coach. I, I have a strategy call sometimes, but I'm more of a teacher. And they said, that's the same thing. And that I said, is. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I never even thought of it. To me, I always just thought, I'm a teacher, I'm not a coach. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, that's exactly what a coach is. Yeah, no, you're a coach. Yeah, <laughs> you really are a coach. And and I see that in you also. But one of the things that I was thinking, just as you were talking about your, you know, your podcast that's coming up, are you going to be teaching on that? Or are you going to be interviewing or both? Both, actually. Yeah, I'm writing out the outline. I've already written out a couple of different ideas on some some episodes that I'm going to do. So the first couple of them are going to be a little bit about my story, you know, my background Mm -hmm. and how I got to where I am. And then, yes, I'm going to be interviewing mostly women entrepreneurs that are over 40 and talking about the next step of their life. What are they doing now that maybe they're empty nesters, now that maybe they're, you know, not sure of what they want to do. And I see this as a little bit of a, a funnel, like a little bit of an idea. I'm going to help them grow. And eventually, you know, because I'm a podcast producer, if they want to start their own podcast, they'll get to know, like, trust me, and maybe want to talk to me about it. Yeah. People need that, Kim. And I was going to say, probably you have a passive income stream that you didn't even think of yet. But there are people out there that want to know how do you start a podcast? And what they want to do is just download it, figure it out, and then move on and then hire a Kim, a producer, because they can't do it all themselves, because it's not fun to do it all yourself. But I can't find a lot of people. I even told uh, a gal the other day, why don't you create a step one, two, three, four, and how to start a podcast? Because you know how, and then your upsell would be working directly with you. And now I'm saying it to you because you're the perfect person for that particular business model. 
Yeah. And actually something similar to that is in the works. I do have a, well, I have a launch plan certainly already on my website, both a VIP and a regular launch plan where I work with you. But as far as a DIY it, that actually has only occurred to me in like the last month or so. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm busy with other clients. Yeah, well, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, the DIY, for those of you that don't know what that means, it's do it yourself. And a lot of people are really going that direction now because it, it's less money, of course, less of an investment. But it also is something where people can do on their own time. Because it's really hard to show up live these days and work with somebody on a Tuesday, Wednesday, a Thursday kind of thing. So the DIY is just so big today. It's unbelievable. But you'll get around to that when you're ready to do that. I am thrilled that you have found your passion and that you actually have made it into a career. So what advice would you give somebody else? Really, they're challenged by that question. I I know so many of us what should I be when I grow up? And I hear it every day of my life. And I used to hear it 20 times a day because I owned an executive recruiting firm, but I still hear it. I'm really enjoying this episode, but you know what? I wanted to take a moment to talk to you, especially to you if you're ready to take this one precious life that we've all been given, but you're ready to take it seriously. If that's you, then pay attention. You know, I'm, I owned an executive recruiting firm in Phoenix, Arizona, oh my gosh, for years. And I interviewed hundreds, maybe even thousands of people during that time. And I was asked the same two questions over and over. One, what should I be when I grow up, Patricia? And then they'd just look at me and say, I know I, I'm older now, but I'm so nervous now. It was so sad to me. And then the next question, Patricia, I need to find a niche. I need to specialize. Do you think you could help me? And the answer is... Yes, I can help because it's very sad to me that our school system can never help us with this very important piece of our life. That's called our career. They have to do other things. But I knew that I could help. So I started doing workshops and books and counseling. And guess what? I discovered that people didn't want to do it the way I thought it should be done. Here's what they wanted. They wanted four things as I started working with them. They wanted to do it on their own terms, on their own time, when they wanted to do it. I call that SPL, where you learn it at your own pace, self-paced learning. Number two, they really wanted a community of like-minded people, people that have been where they are, challenged with what they have, and then also got a result. Well, guess what? I started a Facebook group, and it's free, called When Passion Meets Profit. Number three, They were ready to invest, but you know what? They said, nope, only to a certain point. I will not invest in myself if it's not affordable. Okay, check. Number four, they wanted to see a difference. At the end of a program, they wanted to see a difference, a result. Check. Guess what? I met all four of those requirements. I created a program called Your Gift is Your Niche. It's downloadable so you can do it at your own pace. So go to your gift is your niche, N-I-C-H-E dot com. And I want you to read about that and see if it resonates with you. And, and really move fast on this because this is your life. Remember this one precious life that you're given. And I, for just a short time, I decided maybe, and maybe I'll continue it forever. I really see that it's helpful. I want to create office hours. Once a week, I want to come on live with each one of you. You can ask as many questions as you want. 
you can literally come on and say, this worked for me. Who knows what you'll say? We all need the tools and techniques. We need to be asked the right questions. And that's what this course is about. So if you're really ready to start maybe a full-time business of your own, I don't know. Maybe you're ready to start a side business alongside your career, but you do know that you're ready to find your passion and you're ready to make a profit with it. Then your gift is your niche is your answer. Let's get back to the podcast. So what, what advice would you give that person, Kim, that's just in a quandary? I think the best thing for anyone to do if they are not sure what to do with the next step of their life is to give everything they want a try. So I had a woman last year who was a coach of mine, and she introduced me to what they call river riding. And this is just 10 minutes. You put a timer on, you sit alone with paper, a notepad and a pen. And what you'll do is you will just write. So you think to yourself, what do I want to do? And you just write. You just write down whatever comes to your mind. At the end of the five or 10 minutes, whatever amount of time you allot yourself, you take a look at what you've written down. And sometimes you can see a connection in those pieces. And that's going to really help you say, "Hmm, maybe I'm going to give that industry a try, or maybe I'm going to give, you know, take a class on that or no, that, I don't know why I wrote that down, but I do not like that. (laughs) So there's definitely some merit to this. I've used this river writing a couple times to just gain some clarity and it's been really beneficial for me. So Once you have kind of found a little bit of different areas that may go together, just go give it a try. Even a a side hustle or a small business, anything like that, or even, well, if you don't want to start a business, you could just start something on the side or take a couple classes. And nowadays, it doesn't really even cost very much to take a class. You could just watch a couple of YouTubes to see if you like something, really. Mm -hmm. And then... Once you understand what it is, you can kind of move in that direction. You know, that's that's so strange. I, I didn't know anything was called river riding. I have been riding every single morning for probably 20 years. And you're absolutely right, Kim. It is It gives you clarity. And I, I don't usually go back and read it. I actually do it in shorthand. But, but I found that if I don't do that every day, I don't have a good day. I'm, I'm kind of off for the day. So I have to make sure that I... I find those times. I've never timed it. I did, but I'm going to. Now that you're calling a river riding for 10 minutes, I'm going to try that because I really know that that has been the answer for me to get calm throughout my life and to find clarity about issues throughout my life. And it's never until maybe the third or fourth page that that happens for me. And I wondered if you're the same. Yeah, I usually just use one page, but what I do is I use a pen with four different colors. So I will just kind of like click every once in a while and I will just use a different color. So, oh my gosh, you have just added something really cool to my life. (laughs) Colors. (laughs) I've never thought about adding colors. No, really, I love that idea. So do you just have that pen that you just use different colors at the top? Yeah, it's one okay. of those, I, I want to say like maybe it's a Bic pen or something, but it's okay. got, yeah, the four colors at the top, the red, the green, the black, the the blue. And I use color because 
I'm an artist. You know, I totally, I 100% still believe that I'm an artist. And so I use colors because that's how I think. Okay. So, uh, you know, when you say you really still believe you're an artist, Mm -hmm. when you were a little girl, did you used to sketch and draw and do all that all the time? Nope. Okay. (laughs) I did do crafts. I did do a lot of crafts. I won't say, no, I didn't sketch or draw or anything like that, but I did do a lot of different crafts when I was a little girl. I I was really big into cross-stitching. And okay. the plastic cross stitch. Do you guys do you remember the plastic? Oh yeah, plastic. Yeah, you know they don't even have that anymore. I don't think. But rug hooking. I did oh. that as a little girl. I know all these great things oh, now yes. just popping into my head. Paint by number. I guess I did paint, but it would be cheating saying paint by numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you're saying that, I, all I can go back to is you saying, you know, that you wanted to be a vet and then the retail and all that stuff. And then you said, then I saw a scrapbook store and I went, oh, that's what I want to do. I mean, if I saw a scrapbook store, I would run as fast as I could <laughs> the other <laughs> direction. So that's why we're all so different. You have to know who you are because we're so different. And that scrapbooking, I just know so many people. There's one girl in particular. She goes on these these retreats every three months, and she pays a fortune to be with like 10 other scrapbookers, and they all just have the best time for the whole weekend and pay, I don't know, I think she paid 8000 the last time she went. And I said, well, tell me what you get out of it. And she said, just camaraderie, just other people that like and love to do what you do. And she said, scrapbooking is my life. It just makes me, she lost her husband a few years ago. And she said, I don't know what I would do without it. I mean, do you have that kind of love for that too? So first I do have actually a scrapbooking client. So I have a client that I'm doing her European vacation for. So I do get a little bit of that out, but also in a monetary way, which is super sweet on the side, um, in addition to my podcasting business. But But for myself, personally, my love now is more mixed media. So I love to get messy, dirty, you know, paint, inks, glue, multimedium, stencils. That's what I love when I'm going to do my own. So, yeah. Good to know. (laughs) I don't want to have any of that. So I am not your competition (laughs) for sure. Now, before we go on with the golden nuggets that I got out of today, Kim, could you tell everybody how to get in touch with you? Because I know there are people that want to talk to you further. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yes. So you can reach me at KP Creative Media. So that's Kim Parkinson. So KP and then creativemedia.com. And I actually have on there a couple of different options for whether or not you want to just talk to me about whether or not you want to launch your own podcast or whether or not you want to be a guest on somebody else's podcast. We do have a program for that or a course for that, actually. And we also have on there, I say we, but it's just me. (laughs) I think it's from years of retail. I always just say we, you know. I think you Um, have imaginary friends personally. (laughs) Maybe. It's we as in me and my computer (laughs) or my computer and I. (laughs) And, And then we have different options for different monthly plans if you have a podcast and you need a podcast producer for any reason. But but I do everything soup to nuts from, you know, from helping you get started with your podcast to your statistics, your downloads, to your editing, your production, mixing, 
and even giving you advice on how to increase your downloads. So, yeah. Yeah, she's really good. I just, I can't tell you how thankful I am that I met you, Kim, and that you're part of my group because I I couldn't do it without you. It, it oh, would be an impossibility. So here are my golden nuggets. Number one, sometimes what we think we should be is not what the end turns out to be. And isn't that the truth? Look at all the the paths you took, Kim, to get to where you are today. And you can tell in your voice that you're just excited about it because now you'll just keep adding more and more things to what to your joy and your happiness. You're teaching, yes. you know, because not only are you teaching podcasting, but you're going to teach people probably voice. You're probably going to end up teaching people how to have an, more of an impact on their podcast or how to be on 20 other podcasts besides, because that will grow your podcast immediately. I mean, I'm just so excited for you. Number two, your passion has to have all ingredients. I found that out with me. That's why I wrote the book, What Should I Be When I Grow Up? Because when I went out to find my perfect job, J-O-B, I knew I had to have certain ingredients and I had seven of them. And one of them was flexibility, just like you. And if you don't have that one that's really, really important, it's not a have to, it's a need to have that, then you can't stay in that. And now you might have been able to figure it out around the store somehow. Maybe, I don't know how, because you do have to be there nine to five if that's what your hours are. Uh, But yeah, flexibility was really important. So your passion has to have all of your ingredients. Just know what yours is. Number three, your answers are in the question. And that sounds so silly, but when you ask, what can I do with all this equipment? That led you down another path. That that led you down your passionate path, actually. Number four, I want you to give everything a try. I did love when you said that, because I would not have said that. That would not have been my advice. Give everything a try, because you don't know that all of a sudden it could be math, for heaven's sake, that is your that gets you excited and you love to see that the numbers come out at the end. Well, that wouldn't be for me either, but give everything a try that is of interest, you know, to you. Yeah. Number five, river riding gives you clarity. And why do you think, and I meant to ask you, Kim, why, why do you think she calls it river riding? I think it's just because it is flowing like a river. Your, your, your words are just flowing out. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. And the last and not least, knowing yourself is key. And I mean, it's key to everything, by the way, to, to your success, to your downfall. It's key to everything. But the most important thing that I loved about you, Kim, is the name of your podcast is Keep Creating You. Yes. I know. Yes. I love it because you're a creative soul. You can't help yourself. Yep. It's yeah. kind of a play off of the the retail business. It was called Kept Creation. So cool. that would be the keep, kept, keep, and then creations, creating. And then um, I thought, you know what? This is what I want to talk about. The next step of your life. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's keep creating you. Let's keep yeah. going. So, yeah. We're so much aligned, Kim, because my new thing is called Chapters of Joy. Because I just realized going through something I just went through that I have a choice. I can either choose to be joyful, even though I'm not happy having to go to wherever I have to go, but I can choose to be joyful. And that's what I'm choosing to do for the rest of my life. But I, I see it in, in chapters and, and you see it differently also. And, and that's why that's why it takes all of us to do this job called life. You know, yes. we have to help each other. 
I can't thank you enough, Kim, for being on. You're just you're just a pleasure. And once again, that voice of yours, maybe you could do voiceovers. Thank fun? you. Oh, I yeah, I would love that. that. I, I love audiobooks. So that would be that would be a dream job right there. Reading yeah. audiobooks all day. Yeah. Oh, my see? God. Bring my right. books back in. Right. <laughs> Get and them see, out of the suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> there come your books. The thing. Oh, that's cute. And that would. Oh, that I love that story. So that would be a darling thing. But somebody said that to me one day about, you know, being a narrator. And I was like, well, that would be awful. I mean, I can't even imagine reading a book. And now look at you. You're so excited because you could read a book. Yeah. What no, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would love that gig. That would be an awesome gig. Yes. Okay. We're going to work on that. It takes a village, people. Until we meet again, everybody, it's Patricia Noel Drain. And I thank you so much, Kim, for being on today. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing. It really helps us. And it helps us to know that you're there listening to it, that it's helpful to you. If you want more, you want to go beyond this podcast, guess what? We have a Facebook community just waiting for you to join. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain.